You are listening to episode 27 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're talking about fun work performance reviews. What? You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Well, hello. How are you today? Actually, I'm going to ask more specifically, how are you performing today at work? How are you performing at work recently? Oh, yeah? Says who? (laughs) Rough math. Approximately 60% of my clients work in a corporate structure while the remaining run their own businesses, and some of them have employees reporting to them. And when I think of people who are in a management role, the dynamic of performance reviews comes up pretty frequently, especially at the beginning of the year. And then for people who aren't in management roles, who work in a a business setting where they're the recipient of their manager's review, there's a different set of stressors that will come up around the annual performance review process. And it comes up so frequently that I thought it would make a really fun podcast episode because performance reviews do seem to cause a lot of people heartburn. But I'm the less stress, more fun coach. And I believe two things with all of my heart. The first is that you can learn tools to alleviate pressure. And I believe you can learn more playful ways to engage with anything in life, even performance reviews, to make the whole experience of your life a little bit more enjoyable. I have been in every configuration of employment. I have received performance reviews as an individual contributor. I've been a contractor in an organization where the people around me, employees, were getting reviews and I wasn't. I've managed people using a corporate review process, and I've managed people in my own business where I've had the autonomy to invent whatever performance structure I wanted. So that's been really fun that I have this breadth of knowledge. And what's amazing is that when I get to work with people in all different configurations of working, I get the benefit of learning from their experiences as well. And What I've learned is when some organization performance reviews are maybe a few weeks, some of them can go on for months and have so many layers and inputs from across the organization. I wanted to talk about how you can handle performance reviews the less stress, more fun way. Specifically today, I'll be talking about how your personal beliefs and thinking about the process in general can either increase or manage stress. I'll provide suggestions for the writing piece, the strategy of writing a performance review, whether it's for someone who reports to you or for yourself or peer review. And then finally, I will share my tips for loving the performance review conversation. This assumes that there are two pieces. There's the writing of it and then the delivering of it in some sort of verbal exchange. Let's start with the beginning. When I say the phrase employee performance review, what comes to mind for you? Notice all the thinking that you have about this process. 
What feelings do you notice in your body when you think about this? When you think about writing a performance review for an employee, what do you think and feel? And does that change when you think about receiving a review that someone else has written about you? It's useful to start with where our heads go naturally because our current thinking tells us the story that our brains have already written about this concept, employee performance review. And again, you learn that somewhere. It's not like six-month-old babies are like, I've got to come up for my three-month review soon. (laughs) This is something we uh, tend to come across as we're going through school and getting graded and then in the corporate environment. But for you on balance, do you see the performance review as a positive experience? Do you see it as a negative one or do you feel neutral? Where are you on the spectrum if we were to label your thoughts as positive, negative, or neutral? I did some research. Of course, I love researching for the podcast. And I put what I looked at in the show notes if you're interested because I wanted to understand the current attitudes and trends in performance review. These things do tend to evolve over time, and I was really curious with COVID and the pandemic and the increase of remote working, whether anything new or different has come out of that experience. And what really jumped out at me are a few things. One is, it's like performance reviews are considered to be inevitable. It seems like this is just part of corporate life. Which is interesting because I wonder if a hundred years ago that was part of corporate life then. People don't seem to be fans of the performance review. It doesn't seem to be something that people, they don't enjoy writing it. They don't enjoy receiving it. It's just a hurdle people have to go across. In fact, if I were to say anecdotally the people I've talked to or the research that I've done, it's like a reluctant resignation. (sighs) Time to make the donuts and do our performance reviews. The third thing that jumped out at me as I was diving into this topic is that a lot of companies do their performance reviews as an annual process. And if you think about it, the reason is that it aligns with annual finance processes. So if they're going to recalibrate the budget for compensation, and award raises, promotions, and cost of living increases, the performance review is considered to be a necessary and or helpful input to that. But I think about how the world has changed and how a lot of people that I work with, their role might morph or adjust two or three times in a year. And then Apparently, everyone is supposed to remember once a year (laughs) how well a person performed in aggregate over a 365-day time frame. I thought that was really weird when I think about it. I'm like, hmm, why do we do these once a year? Just because it lines up with the company processes, but does that really serve the people who are participating in the process? So there's a few of my own thoughts, but what are your thoughts? Do you think about the power dynamics? When you think of sitting down to that performance review conversation, who holds what power and why? Knowing what you think, what unconscious stories may be there about power and rules and positive and negative, 
and connecting to the feelings you have when you're thinking about the performance review process, that will help you design your own strategy for making this less stressful, less filled with pressure, and yes, even more fun. So we start with awareness. Now let's move into the second part of the podcast, which is my suggestions for choosing your mental game to get through the written part of a performance review. In some cases, the person writing the review may receive a very defined template from their HR or their leadership of the different sections with some guidance of how it's written. And what I'm hearing about most frequently is that there's comments provided by the employee, comments provided by the manager, and in some cases, feedback is solicited from other members in the organization or even external clients. As you prepare to create your written contribution to a performance review, whether it's feedback about yourself or feedback about others, my top strategy is to prepare your own mind. Again, know what your thoughts are about this process. Are you facing it with this growth mindset or is there resistance and reluctance? Are you filled with love or dread or something else? Why? Ask yourself questions to set your mindset. First, how do you want to feel while working on this important task? What is your opinion of its, of yourself when it comes to being able to evaluate this person? Are you feeling like, oh, yes, I'm so excited to give feedback. I've really seen their work. Or are you in a situation where you're a manager who said, I don't know, this person got assigned to me a week ago. I barely even know what they're supposed to do. What is your highest intention as the evaluator to serve the highest potential of the recipient? I love this question so much. It's very aspirational. So I'm going to say it again. What is your highest intention as the evaluator to serve the highest potential of the recipient? Write down all of the thoughts you have about the person that you'll be reviewing, all of your opinions, all of your experiences. Just get clean. Is what you believe about them based in fact or story? And remember, different people would hold different opinions about that person's work. Reminding yourself like, oh, this is my perspective. What are the facts? What are the story? And oh, yeah, this is just my perspective. If I had a different human brain, I might have a different set of opinions. How can you set the intention of providing detail from the perspective of an observer. How does this person's work contribute to the company goals and what potential do you see? Taking that time before writing the review to connect to your own thinking, all of your own stories in your head about the person you're reviewing, and then setting an intention of what your purpose is, well, It'll make you aware of your mind and how that may come into what you write, but it also sets you up for being very intentional. I'm such a fan of being intentional. And then finally, just work with your preferences. Is this a task that's best suited to the morning when your mind is fresh? And some people find that location matters. For example, when I write performance reviews, I prefer to go somewhere really comfortable but neutral. So I might go to a coffee shop that's kind of quiet and away, or I might just find a different location that's a little bit away from 
where I work normally and where I may interact with them and just go into like a separate place. Um, I set my intention after I do my own mental cleanup. I really want to connect my mind and heart to the person receiving the review. And yes, even if it's me. And I set my intention to provide a gift to the person receiving it. And yes, even if that person is a future version of me who is going to be tasked with delivering on the goals that I put together. I write with love, joy, and yes, a sense of playful possibility. I mean, yes, we're reviewing the past, but more importantly, we're looking at what happened to find opportunities for what can be created. I'm a very future-oriented person when I'm writing. Like, what happened? And what could that possibly point to? I look for treasures. And with all of this thinking, when I take this pressure off of me and make it about providing a gift to someone that I really genuinely care about and feel connected to, ugh, do I look forward to writing my reviews. So much so I used to joke with other managers, like, I'll write reviews for your people. Let's set up a fee structure. Like, I really, really love it and have developed such a, uh, like, it's such a privilege to be asked to participate. But now let's jump to the last section, is my tips for having a fantastic conversation while the review is being delivered, whatever seat you have at the table, either like manager, employee, or other. Be aware of your thoughts and your feelings or the physical your reactions you're having as you anticipate the conversation. Are you excited, nervous, guarded, pumped, full of dread, bored, irritated, defensive, or something else? How are you feeling? Then ask how you want to feel. If you could feel any emotion as you join the conversation, what would it be? Like whether it's on Zoom, whether it's an in-person, how do you want to be thinking and feeling about the conversation when you start? I'm going to give you three thought-feeling combinations. Use them as a jumping-off point for yourself. So the first one, this one is good for people who have uh, maybe an unconscious habit of feeling scared or defensive about performance reviews, maybe people who feel in a one-down power dynamic. The thought is this review collects feedback from individuals at a point in time. I'm ready to hear this feedback. And the feelings that could generate could be feeling secure, ready, prepared, open-minded. Again, it's just being neutral. Yep, this review is a record of feedback provided by individuals at a point in time, and I'm ready to hear it. Whew, feels very calm and available. The second suggestion is good for people who want to equalize that thought of a power imbalance, such as the perception that managers have more power than employees. So here's the thought combination here. This conversation is going to be valuable for both of us. We are both going to get helpful guidance for the future. That might make you feel committed, helpful, even high energy. If you go and say this conversation is going to be valuable to both of us. I joke with people in a lot of different environments in my life, like this is going to be the best conversation all day. It sets an expectation that we can live into. And finally, I'll give you my go-to. This conversation is going to be awesome and feeling really like 
Oprah excited. <laughs> That's my go-to. It's short, simple, it's easy to remember, and it's a statement that expects a great conversation. And really, that's all a performance review is. It's nothing more than a conversation about various people having opinions at a certain point in time about one person's work performance. You don't need to love all the feedback. You don't need to agree with all the feedback, but you get to decide what you think about it. And you could even decide that this annual event is a sacred ritual. It's an opportunity to connect to people's highest potential, yours and the other person's. And yes, you could decide that this time is uh, a time for a fun, light, joyful conversation. And the funny thing about life, it tends to deliver what you expect. All right, so today we talked about really being aware of your personal thinking and your mental stories about annual reviews in general. I talked about ways you could set your strategy for writing performance feedback and then preparing for and actually loving the performance review conversation. Huh, so you know what time it is? You betcha. It's time for Coach Lisa's homework. This week, journal your thoughts about work performance. What is your role in providing feedback to yourself? How often do you evaluate yourself? How do you show up when you're not intentional, when you're just being reactive? How do you want to show up at work on purpose? Thinking of the next two to four weeks. Do you want to set any intentions around your work performance? and about evaluating yourself. When it comes to performance reviews, whether or not you have influence over how the process works, you can journal on your own learnings from this conversation. Your company may only do performance reviews on a yearly or annual basis, but that doesn't mean that as a manager or as an individual team contributor, that you couldn't take opportunities every day to provide feedback to yourself, evaluate what's working well, what would I like to adjust, what do I want to try next time, or to integrate that into your work culture. It could be one of the ways that you show up as a very valuable team member. Feedback is a gift, and it's nothing more than a single opinion from a single moment of time from a single person. So keep that in mind as you go through the cycle of reviews this year and how you can grow and have less stress about it and definitely so much more fun. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.